que arde tu piel Soy el agua que mata tu ser El castillo, la torre Yo soy la espada que guarda el caudal Tú el aire que respiro yo We're in it. All right. Welcome. Donkey Kong. Welcome to the Broners <laughs> podcast. Once again, the technical difficulties have been unfucking real. Dear Lord. Anyways, we made it. You know, we're an hour and 16 minutes into recording. We have absolutely nothing to show for it. But Damn. there is no echo this time, and we're Gucci. We figured it out. It's all, it's fine. So uh, I have Crystal here with me. She is coming to us live from Cali. Uh, she's there travel nursing. Uh, Chris, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> well, my name's Crystal. I'm a, an ER nurse. I've been traveling for almost three years now. I've been in ER nurse for almost five years. And um, this was my first assignment on the West Coast. Oh, shit. Of course, it would be when Rona hit. So, uh, yeah, I'm here now. Making the best of it. Making that cash. Making that cash flow, honey. But I'm working for that. Of course you are. <laughs> Tell us, how has it been being a travel nurse in California right now? Everybody's dying to know. Tell us the fucking facts. The deets. We want the, the deep, spill the tea, deets. bitch. Well, so, you know, everyone on the East Coast, we're used to high ratios, we're used to short staff, we're used to sucky-ass pay, so, you know, everyone thinks Cali, <laughs> Florida. <let's go." laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I'm like, you know, I'm from Florida, I'm like, no, I gotta go to that Cali, and because of the crisis right now, you don't need your license, your Cali license, because that shit takes about six months to get through, so I'm like, F that, and it's like five to six hundred bucks, so I'm like, all right, I'm good with my compacts, let's go. So, well, I'm in a place called, like, it's a city French camp, and um, it's, like, a mile out of Stockton, and I did not know this, but Stockton is the most dangerous city here in California, and it's the highest rate of crime and murderous crimes. Oh, oh yeah. That's fine. <laughs> murderous. So, totally I chill. get over here all excited, and I'm like, where am I? So all the homeless are, like, everywhere. It's like a city within a city of, like, tents piled on the highway. No. It's like, yeah. They don't call it French smells, camp for nothing. Yeah. It smells bad, like, just urine and shit. So it smells so like, like South like, Florida. Right. Got it. Yeah, like South Florida mixed with New York City. You know, Ooh. like that smell. <laughs> so I'm like, it's fun. And, you know, I'll survive. And then I get to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. It's just chaos. Like, just chaos. Like, there's no resources. We were on staff. Like, the first couple of weeks there, they're like, yeah. Oh, that's the thing. I was like, four to one, you know? So, Cali, that's the life, four to one. I get there. Two weeks in, they're like, I see I'm getting more than six patients. I see I'm getting more than seven. So, I'm like, let me ask what the hell's going on. On and I had no one, no help. So I'm like, let me let me find out what's going on. And then she's like, you know, I speak to the charge, and she's like, uh, yeah, no, there's no ratios right now in Cali because of the pandemic. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, there's no ratios certain sides of the ER. I'm like, okay, so I can have up to how many patients? 20, 30? She's like, yeah, pretty much. 
walks away and I'm like, oh gosh, I have like seven septic workups, all EKGs, all ambulating O2s. And I'm like, all right, this shit just got real. So it's been like that nonstop, just it's sink or swim, literally sink or swim. You, you get there and you work your ass off. Yeah. So that fucking sucks. Um, and you know, honestly, like for most people, like the draw for California really was the ratios. Like for me personally, yeah. I was like, yo, Cali's where it's at. The fucking ratios are bomb. Like they take care of the nurses. Like you get a break. It's like all about the union, all about the things. And then yeah. I was talking to you and I'm like, oh fuck. Like they did away with that. Like that's like not even a thing right now that is completely out the door. And for me personally, yeah. I'm like, what is the draw now? You know, like, yeah, it's money, yeah. but like, at what cost? I mean, you're in it cost? already, so mm-hmm. there's not a lot you can do there, but. Like, some days are better than others. Like, I think, like, maybe three weeks ago, they got the National Guard to come help us, and they're like EMTs. So, you know, they help with EKGs, drawing lines, but they don't know where stuff is either. So it's everyone, like, the blind leading the blind. Because, for example, where I'm at, let's say a day we need about 25 to 30 nurses to run that department. And out of those 25, maybe 22 are travelers and the three other are staff, one including the charge. And if they're staff, they're new grads. So they're coming to you asking to help you with their lines, uh, you know, interpreting certain EKGs or can I, is this, I, you know, is this med compatible with this? And you're like dying too. And you obviously, you know, I'm a team player. I try to help if I can. So it's just, and there's no resources. You're going to go do something and it takes you 30 minutes just to get something done because right. it's not where it's supposed to or we're out. And then, so we have to call someone to get something and they don't answer. And it's like, okay, who do I call next? Right. You know? I so mean, that's it's, classic it's, ER, it's mm-hmm. baseline ER as it is. Baseline. Like, where is the things that I need? Like, the minimum to do my fucking job. For sure. Like, yeah, can, yeah. You're always improvising. Can I just have an O2 sat monitor for the COVID side? Can I just, can I at least have that? Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Are, like, why is that so difficult to find? Now, one thing I will say that, that at least they're big here for sure is on breaks. At least I know I, I can say, I can, I can say that is I get my 30 minute lunch every day for sure. Cause they have just for everyone, a break nurse. So they'll come break you for 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes in the afternoon, and then you're 30 minutes at lunch. The 15 and 15 aren't guaranteed, but the 30, yes. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's the least they can fucking do if you're busting your ass and taking 10 billion patients. Like, I better be getting 30 fucking minutes. Hell yeah, just those 30, it's like, ah, decompress. So, how is the Rona out there? Like, is it most of your patients Rona? Is it mostly, like, regular ER patients? Like, is it a mix? Like, what's going on? Oh, it's a mix. So you know how you have like your ER and then now they've used another building, what used to be medical records. Now they use that for like your non-COVID. But you know, ER, you don't know who has COVID. Oh, of course. Know. I assume everybody you know? has COVID. So, but like, are sure. you seeing us, are you seeing like that most of your critical patients are COVID patients or you have yes. like your regular critical patients on top of you know so we're seeing it's like half and half like right now my ear right now it's half of it is icu holds and based half of those are icu like covid patients for sure or respiratory in general and we're kind of waiting 
for their results to come back to see if it's COVID or not. Right. But literally, the majority are respiratory ICU patients for sure. That mm-hmm. fucking sucks, dude. That's yeah. like super time consuming, especially if you've got like vented patients and they're on sedation. Oh God, and yeah. I mean, we do a bad job in general. I feel like sedating people in the ER, like just finding the right you know, mm-hmm. mix. And it's also just not the right environment for sedation. No. Like there's so much shit going on. It's not like a peaceful environment where you can shut the door, shut the lights and let somebody's brain like take a minute. Mm-hmm. These people are being like constantly overstimulated and it's, there's just no peace. So I feel like yep. at baseline anyway, like the ER is just a really difficult place to get somebody sedated and comfortable. And there's nothing worse yeah. than like a vented patient in the ED when you have several other patients you still have to care for and this one's oh just gosh, like trying yeah. to extubate themselves and no, it's, it's like terrible the worst it's terrible and you have also your tele holds and your metric holds and you're like trying to stay track on who needs to get what med out you know the right whole timing thing and you're just like oh yeah okay yeah and i don't want to be a floor nurse for a reason i signed up for the ER mm-hmm. for a reason but it's like at this point you're Thanks. both. You're everything. You're mm-hmm. you're the, you're, everything. you're the med surgeon nurse. You're the tele nurse. You're the ICU nurse. You're the <laughs> ER nurse. Which, it's funny because I actually saw you comment recently on <laughs> someone's post. It was like I New West. Salty. It was New West, bro. We stay salty. She commented. Salty. She commented. So New West put out a post, and it was like increasing the rates for ICU nurses and med tele blah 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 whatever. And Crystal commented and was like, y'all should, like, increase the rec- the the rates for ER nurses, too. Like, what the fuck, you know? Like, yeah. we have holds, and we're basically the ICU nurse, the med surgeon nurse, the tele nurse, and the ER nurse. And guess what? Yeah. Like, we don't get to say, like, let's no. say this is not Cali and this is, like, a normal situation where you're somewhere else in America that's not giving ER nurses 19 patients. If you have, let's say, four pages, like we are, the, it never stops. We don't get to say like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we're full. Our census is full. Like that's not a thing. They keep coming. So they're coming by ambulance. They're coming through the front door. So, you know, there's, yeah. I can't, I, I genuinely do not understand why they want to like increase these rates for every other specialty except ER, especially when know. we have ICU holds, med surge tele holds. Like yeah. what is, doesn't even make sense. It's crazy to me. I, I don't understand yeah. it. I, I, once like, again, the ER is like the redheaded stepchild. Nobody gives a fuck. <clears throat> I don't yeah. Get it. We're like that, that old truck just, you know, everything just comes in and you're just like, whatever. And it's crazy. Cause you know, the new grads are struggling and of then course. you have new travelers. That's another thing that I'm seeing is, yes, a lot of people want to travel now. Now, they got to keep in mind, traveling isn't how it was before. Even though in the, my past experiences, you would only get one to two days of orientation, max two if they were nice. Right. Like, here's this, here's that, your POC, your PIXIS, all this stuff, your badge. Now it's you're getting only hours by the end of that. First so like, day, here's your like, badge. Oh, Here's, here's your login. Badge. Make sure everything looks good. All right, here's your four patients you start with. And everyone just looks at you like, what? And I'm like, sorry, like, it is what it is. I showed you where everything's at. If you need help, come get me, you know? Right. But so the new travelers are, yeah, you can be a nurse for five, 10 years, whatever. But it's when you're into a new situation where you don't know where nothing's at or who anyone is, it, it changes. Yeah, and I think that's but really yeah no no and I think in general nurses not just ER nurses but nurses in general like we adapt we overcome we we do what we have to do to make it work because that's just the nature of our job, but mm-hmm. um I think it's important to keep in mind especially like even if you're not a new grad but you're a new traveler like 
for example, I've never traveled. I'm looking into mm-hmm. it. Of course, like the money's out there, you know, like mm-hmm. if there was ever a time, like now is it? And I yeah. just feel like this pandemic owes us this. Like if I can pay down my student loans or like something, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that COVID's sure. worth it. Like COVID is for sure mm-hmm. not fucking worth it. But if this is going to continue, like I might as well be making the best of it as far as like financially on my end for, you know, myself and my family. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to keep in mind though, even if you're not a new nurse, but you're a new traveler, that you are not traveling during you know, regular times, you know, you're not, this is not, you know, for the week at this point, like you have to be very fucking strong and you need to have a strong foundation. And, and I have to tell you, like some of these nurses that are coming out, even nurses that have been nurses for even a year in the ED to tell you the truth, I'm a strong nurse and I was a strong nurse at a year, but even at a year, I don't think I would have been prepared for no this level like travel nursing yes Mm -hmm. after a year but travel nursing right now I would just be very careful and be cautious and I'm not trying to deter anybody because everybody's everybody's confidence and and skills are different like you know what might take somebody two years to get comfortable somebody might only take a year to be comfortable yeah and that's fine but as long as you're you are going in with the right mindset like you are aware that you are basically going to have no help that you are going to get maybe hours at most of orientation, that you need to be self-sufficient. Like, you can't depend on anybody but yourself. And as long as you're comfortable with that, no matter how much experience you've had, if you're comfortable with that and you know that that's what you're walking into because that's what you're walking into, not just in California but everywhere at this point, um, then go for it. But if you have any reservations and you're like, "Mm, I don't know, um, you know, you just want to travel and see the world, I mean, I have to be honest with you, at this point, I don't think people are going into travel because they want to, like, see the world. Like, for me, I'm not I'm not going into travel at this point no. to see the world. I'm going into travel at this point to make some fucking money. That's make all it's about. Make some money now. Make some money. And that's our, you know, the next thing is it's important, okay? We're mm-hmm. going into this for the money. Make sure that you don't get bamboozled into anything. You don't let anyone talk you into anything. You take a minute. You take a look at the money. Factor in taxes of the state that you're going to. Factor in living, the cost of living. You know, what is the rent like? You have to factor all that in because you want to make sure at the end of the day you're making the most of your situation and making the most money you can for, you know, what you're what you're getting now if you're like I don't really care about making as much money I just kind of want to like save a little bit and go somewhere where I can like ski or go somewhere where I can be in the sun like if you want to come to Florida I can tell you right now you're not coming here for the money and if you think that you're coming here for the money think again (laughs) we're a tax-free state but the cost of living here is really high and the pay here isn't it's not that great even for travelers it's not that great yeah, man. Remember when I took that assignment? I was like, no, that was my the lowest, lowest I had ever made. I was like, damn. But I was like, I'm close to family. Like, for it, it depends what you want. It depends what what matters to you in that moment. But if you want to make money, for sure, Cali is where it's at right now. Texas, Arizona, um, and it just depends on the agency too. They have the FEMA agencies right now. You got to look into those. Right, like Crucial is a FEMA agency, is it not? Yes, Crucial, Pro favorite favorite maxim that's who i'm with right now um snap nurse yeah angels right those are your top right now and the best i think i could tell people is 
follow them on Instagram, turn on their notifications because that's how it goes. They post it and within seconds, literally the phones are all on hold, which I'm pretty sure you guys, have, I've experienced it. I called Crucial several months back and I was like, 500 times I was calling and I was like I can't get through <laughs> and you know what's hilarious is that I go on these like travel sites and it's people straight bashing crucial like on their own page like I can't get through this is ridiculous and I'm like do you think that's gonna help you <laughs> yeah that's not and they're seeing that they're like yeah we're not, definitely no and they said it they're like you bashing us we're not gonna call you yeah you're not gonna like, be on the list sit down Karen this is not gonna help you that's <laughs> fucking Karen fucking bro. Karen bro Karen's and Ken oh can't take them anywhere not even on facebook nothing is sacred but but yeah no i mean i i think that's that's important um know you know if know your reason know your why if the if the why is money then make sure the money's right if it's you know because Mm -hmm. you want to be like close to family or you or it's because you want the experience and you just have to factor all that in and just find out like what like is it worth it for you because, you know, I've looked at a couple contracts and, like, it seemed like good money. But then when you factor everything mm-hmm. in, like, it's kind of not. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, at the end of the day, like, no, that's not worth it for me. I might as well just stay here and work overtime at the hospital because, you know, as staff. So yeah, it just, sure. it's just, you know, and it's also work-life balance, mental health, all of that. Like, if, if you, I think if you're, like, mentally exhausted after working three shifts as a staff nurse, like... Don't be signing up for 60 or 72 hour, like, work days. For sure. I'm doing 36 here, and I'd like to do them in a row. And that third day, I'm, like, delirious. And I'm just, like, I'm thankful I'm not doing four, five, six. Now, there's people that do it, you know, kudos. I'm not saying you can't. No, no, just just know yourself. You do it. Yeah. But just know what's your limit. Just know that. If you go home, just sleep, 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 eat, sleep, work. That's all you're going to be doing. Because you need to recover. You need to be there for your patients, like mentally, everything good for them. Right. And, you know, like they always say, like, if you can't take care of yourself and you're tired and you're, you know, exhausted and hungry and Mm -hmm. not well rested, like that's going to reflect on your patient care. Like, it's just not going to be good. Um, We had five travelers cancel after their first week. Oh, because they were like, fuck this. Like, fuck this. They're like, no, they had like. Yeah, they were just like they had nope, an awakening. They just don't come back. No, <laughs> they had an epiphany. They were like, no, 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 no. Thought I wanted this, but I don't. <laughs> and you know what? And I think that's important too. If you get somewhere yeah. and you realize like this isn't for you, I think you have to take into account like your mental health and and all of that. And if it's just not right, then it's not right. And and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with, you know what? You're gonna have to just bite the bullet and you know either stick it out or find another contract. There's a million contracts out there. So yeah. You know, if that's not the one, then it's not the one. But um, I want to ask you, you know, what is your advice? Like, you know, all these new travelers out there, I know even myself, like we have a lot of questions. I blew you up Mm -hmm. like 10,000 questions. (laughs) But, you know, like it's what, what advice do you have for new travelers? Like what can they expect and like contracts, like what do you, what do you recommend? Like they make sure is in their contract. What should they, what can they negotiate? What can't they negotiate? Like what, mm-hmm. give us the rundown. Cause she's been yeah. travel nursing since before the pandemic. So she knows yeah. what's up. So tell us. So definitely what to expect now. So COVID like now has changed a lot. So with COVID now, expect to have only several hours to a day of orientation. And then you're hitting the floor. Um, a lot of, you know, these places are short staffed because the staff has left to travel. So expect 
uh, to be short staff, expect uh, to have, even though you're maybe doing three, four days a week, expect it to be six to eight straight because they're so short. They're just going to try to put you in for as many days as they can. Um, expect to to be resilient and just have thick skin. You know, don't expect to make friends. If you get it, it's a bonus. That's what I tell people too. If you get friends, that's awesome. Cali, that's one thing I love. Everyone's super nice. Everyone's awesome. So um, expect to just work. Uh, don't expect to change policy. Don't expect to to change whatever's happening you just you're there you're in someone else's territory whatever you did in your hospital don't that's like the number one annoying thing i see people do i'm like don't nobody cares what you did back home just just do what you gotta do (laughs) well at my hospital that's not how we did it yeah well guess what karen once again nobody gives a fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just look at you and they won't help you because they'll be like, all right, bitch, you can do it your way. Yeah. All right, oh, you got it? Okay, see ya. That's a great <laughs> yeah. advice. Do not go in there do trying to change not. the place because it it's not going to happen. Think about how no. much change you've tried to make at your own place and it doesn't happen. Don't yeah. be trying to go somewhere else and make a change because it's not going to happen. And, and they speak about it. Like when you're training another traveler, because I've already trained about five travelers at my job, and then they'll be like, so what do you think about that one? Like right away, and I'm like, I'm not going to bash another traveler. Hell no, I've been in those shoes. I know what it is to know where nothing's at. And it's like, no, they're doing good. And it's like, remember, you're not a new grad. So just if you have to put your foot down too, put it down and just be like, hey, I just need to know where things are. That's it. Because they were all going to treat you like you're a new grad. Like you don't know how to do nursing. Like, bitch, I know how to do nursing. Just show me where the fuck is the crash car and where the hell is the lab or oh whatever, yeah you know? <laughs> let's let's go over that what are like the yeah. top five questions you ask when you get to a new facility like like you're you're <laughs> orienting with somebody like what are your questions so for me is what are the codes to the to the doors you know every hospital has different codes so like the farm to get into the pixis what is the code so usually one code is the same for all the doors so what's the codes to the room where are your crash cards uh where are the numbers to page the residents or the attending because you're holding so many patients down there like where is that book to page them if i need them um what else do i ask just just literally basic stuff like that like everything else i'll figure it out um Mm -hmm. and like yeah where's where's the stuff like your cleaning supply stuff just basic other than that you figure it out because you know in when you do the interview if you have an interview i use that's when i ask like hey what emr do you use what's your ratio blah blah blah. but because of covid now they're not even doing interviews so um, a lot of places aren't like these female ones. They want you to be there the next day. So they right. want to interview you. Yeah. Those ones but like yeah, crucial and favorite and things like that. Like they're not, they're mm-hmm. not fucking with an interview. They're like, you have a pulse and you have a license. You're in. Yeah. 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 Another thing, like even the ER, like, uh, what do you guys use to print your specimen labs and things like that? Cause every place is different too. You mm-hmm. know, every place would be like a million a million things but yeah those are like my main things uh codes to things where your crash cards uh how do you call respiratory (laughs) yeah those are the numbers like where are the numbers that i need to know give them to me and you just write write it down if you have to or your little badge right things like that and you just you'll go where like where's the poop bathroom that's the most important oh yeah where do i take a good one just tell me. I just need to know. Yeah. I remember the first day I got there, the nurse was a traveler. He's like, let me show you where I take a shit. I was yes. like, show me. Show me, honey. 
That's, I don't even need the code to the Pixis room. I need to know where oh. I'm going to go take a poop. Yeah, and where can I get coffee? Oh, muy importante. As, muy importante. Where can I get my cafecito con leche? Because I need that. Right. We need <laughs> we need the basics of, like, the essentials of life, and that's one of them. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know a lot of people had said just, uh, of course, I've been, like, trolling sites now. And that's another thing that I would recommend that you guys do because, like, I'm, you know, new to the game as well. I mean, I haven't started traveling yet, but I plan to in February. And there's, um, you know, like, several Facebook pages, like, travel nursing, yes. uh, travel nursing for newbies or something like that. Um, and I follow that site. And you can, like, search your questions. Like, you can use the search bar. Search, you know, if you've got questions like um, advice or whatever on a certain topic, you can type it in and you can pull up posts that people have already answered on a million times with hundreds yeah. of comments. And you can scroll through them. And that's, like, what I've been doing, honestly. I, I go through... Yeah. Um, and then you can do that as well for like facilities. Like if you're like, you know, um, considering working at, you know, Jackson Memorial, you can look through and see, okay, like type in Jackson Memorial in the search engine, um, yes. at the top of the page and, and people will comment like, oh, that place is a fucking shithole, stay away. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, the staff are really nice there and it's really traveler friendly and blah, blah, blah. Like pay attention to that stuff because you need, you should know as best you can what you're going into and that will help you a lot. Um, and some of the advice I've been reading from some of the people is that at least the first two weeks, like give yourself some grace. Don't decide within the first two weeks that like you can't do it or that that place is not for you because it's always an adjustment is what I've been reading. So tell us about that, Crystal. Like how has that been for you? Girl, so this is my eighth assignment here in Cali. So eighth over here and literally every assignment the first two weeks is the worst for every assignment I think because nobody knows you so you don't make friends everyone looks at you like you're an outcast Um, you're just the bitch that's making triple their salary to do the same fucking thing they almost look at you like you know you're leaving why to even talk to you why am I gonna waste my time yeah some will be like I don't need to know your name you're gonna be out of here soon they'll be like that and you're just like cool no problem you know, damn. and I'm like, oh, damn, it hasn't happened to me personally, thank God, because I wouldn't even know what to say. I would be like, all right. Okay, then. <laughs> I've seen it, and I'm like, damn, that's not nice. You know, we're here to help you. Yeah. You know, like, we're here for a reason. I mean, I'm here to help myself, here. and I'm here to help my bank account, <laughs> but I'm here to help you, too. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I say the first two weeks is always the hardest. After that, it's fine, because, you know, the first two weeks, no one knows you. You don't know where shit's at. You don't know the doctors. They all can be condescending because they don't trust you. They don't know you. It's almost like you have to prove yourself. But my what has worked for me is, you know, the first two weeks, I try to, you know, analyze the situation, see what's going on, try to absorb. And when that day you're orienting or those hours that you're orienting, ask the most, like, as much as you can, whatever it, it pops in your head. How do they do blood transfusions? Uh, you know, uh, do you guys just pharmacy titrate meds? Do you titrate? Like just things to keep in mind ahead of time. Um, after those two weeks, it becomes so much easier because now you know where to print shit. Yeah, you're now not the you new kid anymore. To... Yeah. There's other new kids I coming in. That. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Then you see new travelers coming in, and you're like, okay, you're not in that. You're not in that anymore. I'm seasoned now. I'm two weeks in. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, everyone, the first two weeks sucks, but after that you get through it. And then by the sixth or eighth week, depending, because most contracts are 18, uh, 13 weeks, but now I'm seeing like four, eight. But if you're doing those 13 weeks, I say by the sixth week, you're making friends. Like it's so cool. Everyone's helping you. You're helping them. Cause that's another thing. Traveling tip. If you could help, help. I'm telling you, because the one day it's going to be you and all hands are going to be on deck trying to help you. Right. Help if you can. And I say that even to like new grads, period. Yep. Like that's my advice for any time you are new to a unit. If you can prove that you are, you know, pulling your weight and you mm-hmm. can prove that you can be a team player and you can help them and that you're not just there for yourself and like looking out for yourself you're looking out for them as a coworker like as a normal staff coworker would um i think that goes a long way like personally for me that goes a long way like if someone comes yep. in and they're not just there to like you know grind and put their head down and get their job done but they're there to really like help then for me for sure. that that i i want to help you you want to help me mm-hmm. i want to help you i want to be nice i want to you know, give you tips and tricks. And I want to, that's the other thing too. Like if you're coming in, like I have had a lot of travelers come into my job even, and they're like, they've never used Epic before. And you know, I, I'm more than happy. Like when they're nice and they're being like genuine Mm -hmm. and they just have questions, I'm going to be like, here, this is how I do this. This is how I change my screen to make it easier for me to document. Like this is where you have like little, um, you know, like just give them the rundown on like how to make their life a little easier. You know, like they're, they're there at the end of the day. Like it's not easy being a new person period. And then like not being Mm -hmm. the new person. Plus you don't know how to use the charting system. Plus you don't know where anything is like that's, it's hard. It's hard for a lot of people. Um, and if you're one of those people that like gets flustered easily, then I don't think traveling during a pandemic is going to be for you. No, 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 because you just, you you know, one moment you might have your zone and then all of a sudden, because you're the traveler, they're going to be like, actually, you're going to take this, these two or three ICUs and whoever's coming in now is going to take over your assignment. And anybody that's going to get anyone pissed, like, man, I've been with these and I've worked them up and now, you know, you just got to adapt. But yeah, my top three tips would be, uh, you know, don't like one, don't, don't tell staff what you're making. That's just one-on-one like don't tell people but what, what if making. they ask like what you're making what do you say oh everyone asks but you just say hey i'm making enough to pay the bills or making ends meet you know don't because what happens is some people get jealous and then they start picking and if you're the type that you don't like to help and you're like snooting or whatever they will do anything to get you out or force you to cancel so they'll give you the roughest assignments because hey this bitch is making more than i am so why not give her the hardest assignments it happens and it's nobody's business because it's just not now if you're a traveler talking to other travelers you, it's up to you how comfortable you feel at that point you know but that's just a tip between once you get to the hospital because i've seen that too travelers are like yeah i'm making this amount and like loud enough for other people to hear like it's no one's business you know yeah and at the end of the day too like you know what it's like to be a staff nurse making like a third of what travelers are making like that's never something cool to like rub in anyone's face you know what i mean and i mean hopefully people aren't asking you what you're making because a, that's fucking rude. If you're one of those people that's asking travelers what they're making, it's none of your damn business. Yeah. Look it up. You know, it's not that hard. Go follow a travel nursing site and you can see what people are fucking making. Like, it's like, let's not all act brand new, okay? So, yeah. if you're asking yeah. people what they're making, just stop. It's rude. Um, yeah, no. Okay, so what else? 
It was, uh, don't, yeah, don't tell people what you're making. Don't tell people how you used to do your stuff back home. No one cares. (laughs) (laughs) And be a team player. Be a team player. I think those are a really good top three. I like that. Yeah. I I like those are mine. I'm like, I got, I got to keep focused. I like it a lot. (laughs) Right. Uh, oh, I know another good topic. So like, um, I know I've seen a lot the question a lot. Like what if you're traveling with a significant other? What's Mm -hmm. like some good things for your significant other to do other than just like sit at home? So, well, I travel with my husband and my daughter and he, well, he's a stay at home dad. And before COVID and before the baby, he used to be a photographer, like, you know, around. So wherever I was staying, he would do that. But now with COVID, you know, it's changed. So there's a lot of people that do like um, Uber or what is it, Instacart, like they'll do those things. They'll do um, travel. They'll be recruiters. I've seen people sign up to be recruiters for their spouse to do that and get into that world of um, recruiting people. And then that's how they make their money. Also, um, and that's a great job, too. That's a good remote job. You can do that from anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can do that from anywhere. Also, what else? Mm, Anything with driving around, uh, like Uber, Lyft, things like that. Right. I've seen. That's, that's good tips. What's it like traveling with a toddler? So this one was my first time in far from home. And my husband's always taking care of her if I'm not, you know, home. It's always just been him and I. So I was like, if you could do it, we could do this. And he obviously saw what I was going to make. And he's like, oh, no, we're doing this. I was oh, like, all right, let's we in go. It. Yeah. <laughs> we in it for the money. So yeah. I was like, all right, let's do it. So um, she's awesome. Thankfully, you know, he takes very well care of her. So I'm like at at work, I'm like, all right, it's a peace of mind, you know, because that's another thing. Parents that have kids and they're like conflicted if they should leave them. You know, you just got to do what's best for you and your family. And um, it's worked out for us. And we will continue to travel until probably school. You know, she's one. So probably until she has to start school or we'll see. We'll see. But for now, it's it has not been an obstacle. It's actually been amazing. We love it. I don't regret it. Yeah. And I think it's it's good, too. Like, if you have a toddler, it's like they're not in school yet. You don't have to, like, mm-hmm. worry about, you know, school being interfered with and all that stuff. And honestly, with this COVID stuff, too, like, there's a lot of places that are still doing virtual, even for, like, yeah. little kids. Which, mm-hmm. God bless you parents that are dealing with that shit. Because oh I God, swear to God, if I had to, like, do long division. I had to do long division or something again. <laughs> and fail, like, Just, no. Absolutely not. I, I, I don't it's know like, how I would do it. Your parent, your PE teacher, math teacher, science teacher, uh, diet, oh. like your everything. It's like, oh, Lord. They're the real MVPs too, man. All tough. parents, you guys are the MVPs. Man. I just, uh, staff nurses, and, parents. Yeah, man, it's just everything. Right now, this world is crazy. Yeah. We're just all adapting. And I think if, like, you're you're considering it at this point and you're like, you know, do I stay loyal? Do I stay at my facility? Do I, cause I struggle with that too. Like I'm, I would mm-hmm. consider myself like a pretty loyal employee. Like, um, I've only ever worked in six years. I've worked two places and, um, the only reason I moved or I, the reason I left the hospital is because I moved. So it wasn't because like I didn't like it or, you know, like I had trouble like with coworkers or any, anything like that. And, um, I don't know. I think, I struggle with that because I'm, I'm just that person. But at this point I have to like, look, 
at my situation and say, okay, mm-hmm. I have loan debt uh, from school and what is staying here doing for me? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I think even pre-pandemic, you have to think to yourself, like, how replaceable were you, you know? Yeah. You're super replaceable. Like, at the end of the day, like, your manager can care about you as much as they want, but, like, at, at the end of the day, like, your hospital system probably doesn't, you're a number. Like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And Like, look at these people, these staff that are leaving. Now travelers are taking over, and it's like, wow, you're really going to pay this amount to this traveler? You right. have been here, you know? It's like, yeah. No. Even in my own you hospital, they're paying 5K a week to travelers, mm-hmm. but all we can't even get a $5 an hour hazard pay. It's like, I, I had to look at that and say, wow, okay. I'm not going to sit here like a peasant and, like, beg for $5 more an hour when I could go make triple my fucking salary somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? It's stupid mm-hmm. to do the exact same thing I'm doing. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I just had to look at that and say, like, what is my end goal here? What is my end game? And, like, what is staying here going to do for me? Like, I would recommend you give your your um, employer at least two weeks. You always want to live leave on good terms yeah, and not burn any sure. bridges, especially if you, like, like the hospital system because you really never know down the road like what's going to happen and maybe you need that job back at the end of the day or maybe you need a reference or you know whatever and you don't ever want to burn a bridge and you don't want to leave people high and dry like if you don't have to like if you're even thinking about leaving like for example I think um, I I feel in February I'm probably going to be out I'm going to be out this bitch I'm going to be I'm going to be somewhere I don't know where I'm going to be but I you know I'm going to write up an email probably like today or tomorrow and just let them know like hey just and I have a good relationship with my managers and say, look, this is nothing personal. This is, this is financial and I can't pass up an opportunity like this. And I'm, and I would love to come back, you know, someday Mm -hmm. if that's, you know, what's in the cards for me. But at this point, you know, I'm just letting you know that in a few weeks I intend on, you know, being on a a contract somewhere. And you know what? Some managers are going to respect that. And some managers are going to be like, fuck you. You're going to be like a do not hire, blah, blah, blah. They'll try to threaten you like that. Like, oh, you won't be able to come back. Let me tell you something. You're a nurse. You are a nurse, goddammit. You can find a job fucking anywhere Anywhere doing anything, bro. You do not, don't let anyone scare you out of traveling because you're like, oh, you won't be able to come back and you won't be able to get hired. And guess what? I guarantee wherever you're living, there's another hospital system or facility or whatever. Like, for example, I'm in South Florida. There's, There's several hospital systems down here. Like, if this one doesn't want to hire me back, then that's your loss. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. you know, I'll go work somewhere else and still probably make more money, you know, even if I came back as a staff nurse, get a sign-on bonus and call it a day, you know? No, so don't yeah, let anyone no. scare you or threaten you, you know, the out money's of... out there now. It's you out gotta there. Go now. Gotta go get it. Like, you gotta <clears throat> do yeah, you, you. gotta do travel, you. do it now. Exactly. For sure. If you're you thinking about it... Now, don't be a new grad and think of traveling. You have to have at least a year and a half of solid... Uh, that you feel like you can be on your own. You don't have to be asking nursing questions. There's a difference of asking where things are versus nursing. Like, hey, like uh, this Foley or this NG tube or things like that. They're going to look at you like, wait, no, you should know your stuff versus, you know, hey. Not like, like what's cardine for? What am I, is this for their blood yeah. sugar? Like, no, please, yeah, for the yeah, love yeah. of God. You know, like, you need to know, you need to know, and critical care, like, if you're in the ER, be prepared to be a critical care nurse. Like, if you are not Mm -hmm. comfortable with critical patients and critical care, like, vented patients, patients on BiPAP, patients on, Mm -hmm. on sedation, patients on paralytics, patients on, 
you know, antihypertensives like IV and titratable meds. Like yeah. these are things you need to be comfortable with. And if you are not For comfortable sure. with that, there's, there's no, that's not a problem, but you are not ready to go work in a pandemic it's not yeah. safe for you, for your license. It's not safe for your patients. And you really need to just take a hard look at yourself. Like, yeah, the money's out there, and I know that's really attractive, but you also need to do what's right by you, your license. You worked really hard at the end of the day for that license, and you don't want to blow it because you got money hungry and you weren't ready. Yeah, no, no. I say I, I started traveling. I was like a year and a half in, and I was scared. I was like, okay, because I came from a small hospital. It wasn't a level one, that first, first one. So I was like okay and then my first assignment was at a level one in vermont and i was like okay it's vermont you know but in the end it ended up being one of my favorite assignments vermont it's beautiful you guys can go there go there the staff was super nice um and i learned a lot there but i knew you know you know you, you got to know how far you can go and after that you know before i traveled i also got my tncc even though i was not at a level one i was like i want to do that so I'm going to get it. And you got to read. Read up on your shit. Read up on your shit if you have to brush up on a lot of things. Oh, another tip I have is update your resume. And please, your resume should not be more than a page long. Max two. No one will look at that. These people will only take five seconds to look at your resume. And if they're not interested, it's on to the next. It's going to be very competitive moving forward because everyone wants to travel. So that's just a tip. That's well. a great tip. And I actually, I actually need to adjust my resume because I'm realizing now I was applying for MP jobs, um, with mm -hmm. my resume and I sent the same resume over to like my recruiter, which they don't give a fuck that I got my master's. They don't give a fuck that no. I did clinical here or there. I need to take all that shit out. I need to be like, yeah. I have a BSN. I have a blood, yep. I have a blood pressure. And mm -hmm. these are the hospitals. I saw, I saw like a recommendation, like the hospital you worked at, um, what, what departments, like, for example, let's say I worked at Jackson Memorial and let's say it's a 1000 bed hospital. Let's say it's a 50 bed ER. It's a level one trauma center. You want mm -hmm. like those key points so that they know what yep. kind of environment you're used to working in. Yeah. Um, and so those are kind of things that you want to include, like the, the, the patient, um, population, like burn, stroke, trauma, um, those are important things. Like they want to know that you can handle that. Um, and if you that's haven't had that, that's fine. You just need to say like worked at, or you can even say like worked at a tertiary care facility. Like that encompasses like, you know, that you're a comprehensive stroke center, that yeah. you do cardiac caths. So that, that's all kind of assumed. So like tertiary and care. Like, like travel nurse resume is literally straight. Like literally you should have your name and your specialty literally in bold because that's what they want. They want to know what's your specialty. At the end of the day, these recruiters are not looking at your GPA. They're not looking what you did 10, 20 years ago. That right. had nothing to do with nursing. You have to put where you got your staff experience, where have all your travel experiences been, and then what year Mars you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You can titrate drips, like little skills here and there. And yeah, I definitely do that. I'll put like the hospital name, you know, from so one to so month the number of beds the ratio mm -hmm. the if it's adults or peds and the emr if you want like little things like that it's what's going to make you stand out right for sure yeah that's a great point that actually mm -hmm. brings me to needing to really adjust that like fucking immediately because yeah i know i was, <laughs> I was like updating mine just now like because um i have to update this last one here in cali you know right with the ratios i'm gonna be like you're like 30 to 1 20 30 
<laughs> They're gonna be like, "Is this a typo?" No, bitch, it's real. No, bitch, is for real. <laughs> oh man, yeah, oh, that man. makes me want to vomit. I can't even like imagine like, absolutely not. Just no. I know. It sounds terrible. But do you remember like that week how I felt? I was just like, I was just, I felt so defeated. And then you see so many people going out and all these things. Even though Cali's in lockdown, you will still have, you know. It's you, California. You it You're not going to tell all these rich fucking people that they can't go out and live their lives. They're not going to listen. No. They don't give no. a fuck. Care about themselves. But if you do come to Cali, yay! You got to go to the national parks. It's pretty much they're all empty. Yeah, so tell nice. us what you've done since you've been in Cali. <laughs> like, where have you gone? What have you made? Like, what uh, kind of like sightseeing? What have you done? So literally every day that I'm off, we do something because you know the baby's with Juan all day. So I'm like, all right, we got to do something. So we've done wineries. We've done. Yes. We've literally gone to San San Diego. We've done Los Angeles. We've done Monterey. We've done. Uh, whale watching we've done napa valley sonoma uh big sur uh orange we've done the drive by through all the west coast so the beach is like all on your right hand side and you're like up in the mountains it's just it's gorgeous we've done uh lake tahoe (gasps) it's my favorite place on the whole fucking planet guys i i need if for everyone listening (laughs) if you're still listening um lake tahoe (laughs) i i hate to almost even say this because I, i feel like it's my best kept secret if you've not been to Lake Tahoe, you're fucking up. I need you oh to go God. there as soon yep. as possible. It's not cheap. It's expensive, but it is so worth it. It is the it's most so beautiful. To me, it is the most beautiful place on the, the earth. We went during winter. Have you gone during winter? Yes. It is okay. stunning. Oh, my God. I'm dying to go, like, summer, spring, because we are definitely coming back. I was like, babe, this is gorgeous. It's a year-round place. Was, like, it's one of those places that the winters are gorgeous. The summers are gorgeous. They're, they're, like, temperate, you know? Like, the yeah, winters aren't even that cold, and the summers aren't that hot. Like, they're nice. Yeah. Like, if you've ever no, been to Cape Cod in, in, in uh, Massachusetts, if you've ever been to Cape Cod in the summer, that's, like, that's, like, equatable to, like, how the summer Damn. is in Tahoe. It's so nice. Gorgeous. No, Lake Tahoe's a must. Like, South Lake Tahoe, if you're in Cali, oh. if you're in Nevada, I think it's, like, north, I guess they call it. But, yeah, South Lake Tahoe, it's a must. you got to do the wineries. There's, like, winery hopping here. That's the thing. I was like, what? What? They're like, yeah, girl. You go to wine wine, not just one. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you have to do the national parks. Yosemite is gorgeous. Oh, yes. Uh, Joshua Tree, Death Valley. Oh, you got to go to San Fran. Oh, that's another one. Like, it's just it's that's the thing about Cali, man. Like you just have it all here. It's amazing. It's it's a beautiful state. I'm obviously you know working in the most <laughs> hood, uh, right? City, like little. City. You're in the hood of the hood. I'm like, I'm like, it can't get any worse than this. So oh, and I have a lot of inmate patients. So a lot of oh, the good, officers good. are always like telling you like where to go, what to avoid. So it's awesome. That sounds Cali like a really a nice peaceful, place. beautiful place that you're at, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I did an assignment in Baltimore, and I was like, it cannot get worse than Baltimore. <laughs> and Callie's like, I'll show you. I'll show you, yeah. bitch. <laughs> what do you think is worse, Baltimore or Cali right now? Oh gosh, I don't know. So Cali- like ratios Baltimore- aside, let's let's just go oh, patient population. <laughs> Lord Jesus, it's it's very similar. Like in Baltimore, I was threatened verbally every night that they were gonna kill me, that they were gonna wait for me outside because there's a lot of psych and heroin, like and homeless, like the population, you know, it was crazy. And then here in Stockton, it's the same thing, but you also have high acuity. So Baltimore, <laughs> I didn't have high acuity. It's just you like, just give me my sandwich. Yeah. yeah, they're like, give me my sandwich, give me a blanket, bitch. I'm like, okay. Here it's like, 
psych. Thanks for stopping in. Here's your sandwich. Good day. Yeah. Here's like, I see you because you're really sick and, you know, meth heads and inmates and psych. It's mixed. So, yeah, I think this one's, this one's up there. Yeah. That sounds, God, God bless you. And here, (laughs) but I will tell you, you know how fucking good that's going to look on a resume? If you can do that shit, you can fucking do anything. Listen, everyone, all the nurses that are here, they're like, listen, if you can do this, you can do, you can go anywhere. And I'm like, well, I guess that's like the light or something. Right. So like if you're a new grad and you're working in Cali right now, wave everything that I said before that you need like some more time under your belt. Like, nah, you're probably, if you're floating still, you are, you are ready. You can do anything. Like you, uh, wow. It's like, even like just becoming a nurse in the middle of a pandemic anyway, like, I know, and that's the Bravo. thing, all these, all these staff core, they've only been a nurse for three months, max six, so they're oh, like, I don't know anything pre-COVID, was it like They're this? probably like, why the fuck did I become a nurse? <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> experience ever. I don't know what to tell them, I'm like, this is my first one in Cali, you know, I thought I was coming into a four to one, you know, sunnies, sunshines and rainbows, and no, so right. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you're like, but, sorry, you're like, I've been doing this in Florida for a long time with, like, the worst ratios and shit fucking pay, so welcome to my whole career. Yeah, all the East Coast are, like, throwing shade at the West Coast, they're like, oh, so you're doing what we regularly do? And, it's and that brings up a good point, so, um, actually... At the Broners podcast, we have kind of been talking about this that, um, you know, kind of like it's a it's funny because it's true, but it's also not cool. It's still fucked up that, yeah. you know, in like, for example, in South Florida, like we're dealing with like shit ratios, shit pay, like literally guys making like 30 an hour after like six years of being a nurse. Like that's the kind of peasant shit that we're talking about right now. I know. And the cost of living here is not cheap, let me tell you. So... Yeah. So we're talking, we're talking sometimes unsafe ratios, unsafe working conditions. We're talking no visitors. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking no visitors in the hospital, even when patients are dying. We're talking shit pay. And, um, you know, we, we kind of had to talk about this and we're like, you know what? It's, it's funny because now we're, we're like, oh yeah, the Cali nurses can see like what we've been dealing with our whole career, like ha ha ha. But it's like, but nobody should be dealing with that. Like that, no. uh, Cali set the standard like pre-pandemic. We're not this fucking 30 to one nurse shit. Not, none of that. But pre-pandemic, Cali showed us that, you know, the nurses should be getting breaks. I should be getting a 15 to 15 and a 30 and like not a 15 to 15 and a 30 where... I'm still at your becking call and I have to worry. Like, no, a nurse is taking over for you. Yep. They're watching your patients. They're doing the tasks so that you don't come back to a complete fucking yeah. shitstorm. Because half the time, even if I, even if they're like, oh, take a break, take a break. I'm like, to what? To come back to a fucking disaster? Yeah. I'm not going to go take nothing. a break because no one's going to do anything for your patients because now they mm-hmm. have eight patients, not just their four. They have their four, mm-hmm. your four. And that's not safe. I, I mean, I've said it a million times, and is, and and management will still try to tell you, like, no, it's team nursing. Oh, it's a, no, fuck that. Here's your peak stuff. I no, want bitch. a fucking nurse to come and break me and watch and watch yeah. my patients, and I don't want to worry. I want to turn my stupid fucking Cisco phone off and walk away for a half an hour, and I want to eat yeah. and come back refreshed, and I don't want to come back to like nothing's been done, and I have a patient who's like hypoxic on no oxygen because. Whoever even walked in back to yeah, they just put in another, yeah, like, no, fuck that. It's bullshit. (laughs) 
And it is. And Callie showed us that that's bullshit and that that shouldn't be because they showed us like that when we take care of ourselves and our you know mental health and we're getting compensated fairly for like the work that we're doing, we're better nurses. Like they they have you know like. I guarantee there's probably a study out there. They have better outcomes, I, gu- I guarantee, because their nurses are being taken care of and and the patients are being, you know, then better taken care of. And, you know, on... So we decided, March 1st, we're going to march. And Woo-hoo. if you've not heard it yet, it's happening. And if you're not following us on Instagram, you should be. Um, we're going to be starting up a Facebook page. You know, we're looking for leaders basically in every major city in America like, if you have the means, the resources, the time, because it's no, this is no joke. Like, it's going to take time and resources, and if you have time and resources to do it, um, you know, we're setting one up for Fort Lauderdale. We have people, we have people in the UK that are going to march. We have people in all sorts of cities um, that are stepping up to the plate and willing to put it together to coordinate with their city officials to, you know, make, make, make a, make a lane for them to march and have our voices heard that, you know, like, Half of us staff nurse, I saw a meme. I actually need to pull it up because that shit was fucking hilarious. I saw this meme that basically encompassed, like, why we're doing this march. Because people need to know, like, we're tired of this shit. Like, this isn't yeah, okay yeah. anymore. It never was. And, it, and it, I don't understand how we've been okay with it for this long. So it says, okay, staff nurses are leaving their hospital to travel to a hospital that's short staff because their staff nurses left to travel to another hospital. Love it here. Literally. All they have to do is pay us what we're worth and we can all be staff nurses. And I'm like, wow, that is the most truth. That is like all encompassing of this, 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 you know, movement that we're trying to make known is that if you would just, we're not asking to be paid as much as the CEO of the hospital. Although I would argue that my job's a lot harder than theirs. But I, I'm sorry. Just it, I'm physically, emotionally, it's harder than your job. Like you, maybe you went to school longer and you deal with like more political shit. But like, I'm holding the hands of dying patients. I'm the one struggling. I'm the one not getting a break. I'm the one going home with a UTI because I've drank negative nineteen ounces of water. Uh, by the end of the yeah. day, you know, it's it's not acceptable. It's fucking bullshit. No, we need to march. And we're going to fucking march. So if you're out there and you are the person that you're like, yes, yes, bitch, yes, to all that, because you should be, um, because who the fuck doesn't want to get paid fairly for what they're doing and get this a for all fucking of us, break? All of us healthcare workers, nurses, NAs, like everyone. Everybody. Doctors even. I even feel like residents, like, Love you guys. Oh God, you guys get yes. shat on and you don't fucking make shit. Like, you make less than I do. Like, oh, God. Like, I can't even. And everybody in healthcare, EMTs, fucking paramedics, fire, everybody. Everybody. I guarantee you, you've said one day or another, like, I don't get paid enough to do this shit. And you're fucking right. You don't. And it's time that hospital leaders need to see that we're fucking done with this shit. We're not fucking playing anymore. We want to get fairly compensated. I'm, like I said, I'm not trying to get paid, you know, 250000 a year to do, you know, what the CEO or the CNO or whoever does. But I would like, you know, to not have to gravel for $5 more an hour for hazard pay. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like, let's get with the times. I want, we want safer ratios. I want a fucking break. I want a break. We talked about this. I need it. I need it for my mental health. I can't even tell you. Like, when I go to take 30 minutes and I come back, like, I can count on one hand how many times it's happened in six years, like, a real break like that, because Florida's the fucking worst. 
Yeah. But, like, how good it feels to come back and feel like, you know what, I can I can get shat on for the next three hours. I can do this next four or five hours. I can do it because I have a clear head. Like, mm-hmm. I can think, you know. And uh, I just think it's so important that we, we need to stand up for ourselves and advocate for ourselves because if we don't do it, no one's going to fucking do it. And no, what you put to. up with, you end up with. And that's what I say about everything, about relationships, about work, yep. about if, if you put up with it, that's what you're going to end up with. And if you put your foot down and say enough is enough, we're not going to fucking do, we're not doing this anymore, then Preach somebody's going to have to listen yeah. at some point, right? No, if you're loud no. enough and you're persistent, it's going to happen. We have to. We're going to make it happen. I don't even know where I'm going to be, but I'm like, I know for sure if I'm in another contract, I'm putting, uh, like, I'm setting that day as a request off because I'm going to march whether I'm in Cali or in Fort Lauderdale, I'm going to march. Exactly. And I don't know where the fuck I'm going to be in March at this point, but wherever (laughs) I am, there will be a march and, and I will be requesting it off. So if you guys haven't done it already, request March 1st off and I'm sorry for the people that are going to have to work, but you can like, I don't know, be there in spirit. But we want you to, like, make banners. We want you to put your messages, like, out there to be seen. Yes. Bring a megaphone. This is going to be a peaceful protest, but it's going to be meaningful. It's going to be powerful. We're going to have, you know, our voices heard. We're going to say what we want to say. And people are not going to have a choice. They're going to have to listen. And, yep. you know, I What's want you hashtag? to. I don't, like a hashtag? I don't know do yet. I think, something? I think, you know what I think? I think that. We should put it. I think we're gonna put a post up on the Broners podcast, and you guys can send us your best hashtags, and maybe there will be a little giveaway for whoever has oh, the I best hashtag that. for this movement. I'm down with yes. it. Whichever has the most likes, I love it. Whoever the most likes and the most prayers. <laughs> <laughs> one like equals one prayer. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. So yes. so market calendar is March first. It's going down like twenty twenty one's our fucking year. We're gonna we are going to make change. We not even, we're not gonna move mountains, I don't think, at, at first, but I think like I said, if you're loud enough and persistent enough, they're gonna have to fucking listen. So it all it has to start somewhere. We can. It's going nationwide is on your side. It's happening. <laughs> i love you ash gosh all right guys i think that's enough for today we've we've gotten pretty uh in there and out there um i think we wrapped it up well it all comes down to just pay us what the fuck we're worth okay and just i just want the basics i want to be able to take a piss in peace i want to be able to take a poop i want to eat something i want to have a coffee i just want a break i want 30 minutes out of 12 and a half hours to myself that's all i want i think that's fucking fair basic necessities man these are the necessities the bare necessities of life okay (laughs) and and you know what we gotta do it cali cartel is out thank you guys for listening if you're not subscribed to our page um like on spotify google play um itunes podcasts Follow us on the Broners podcast on IG. Um, we're gonna be blow. We're gonna be blowing. I'm not gonna be blowing. We're gonna be. We're gonna be blasting out uh, updates on this March. We're gonna be putting up Facebook pages, and um, all the different leaders from different areas are going to be, um, you know, blasting out information for your area specifically. So like for Fort Lauderdale, you know, Scott and all of us at the Broners podcast are going to be, Scotty P. Scotty P. we're going to be, um, 
putting out updates for the Fort Lauderdale one. Um, we've got one that's going to be happening in Baltimore. Um, we've got them all over UK. Yeah, that's good. So, so we're going to be, you know, putting out updates there. So, um, we will let you know when that Facebook page is up and running. I think what's going to have to happen is this week, we're going to have to put up a post. You guys give us your best hashtag for this movement and there will be a giveaway. I don't know what it's going to be just yet, but we are sponsored by Dodger Squash Soaps. So maybe it'll be some free soap. Maybe it'll be, who the fuck knows what it's going to be. But at the end of the day, like we have to remember this is a peaceful movement. It's a powerful movement, but we do it with respect. Um, This is a nonviolent protest. Um, not really a protest. We're just kind of standing up and demanding what we're fucking yeah. do. What we deserve. What we fucking deserve. And um, wear a mask. Keep your distance. Follow the rules. Be a good example for your community. Um, and just go out there and and be heard. That's it. That's it. So stay tuned for the hashtag post for our Facebook information. And let's fucking let's make change, guys. Let's do it. Thank you, Ash, for having me. Crystal, thank you for joining us. We love you so much. Be safe out there in Cali. Thank you. Besitos. Besitos.